The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Hello, 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 hello. I'm repeating my, my, my pleading with everybody that's listening to this program. Please write to me uh, to Ichak, I-C-H-A-K, at adizes, A-D-I-Z-E-S, dot com. That's my email address. Any reaction you have about this program, what you like, you don't like about it, how helpful or unhelpful it is, any questions you have. I don't promise to react to all of your emails, but I need to get some feedback from the field to know that somebody is listening out there, somebody is benefiting from it. So I'm not just talking to in space here. I need to feel my audience. And I also would like to recommend to those of you who are listening to this day to this session more than one. That means that you're interested and you're finding it helpful that you go to the www.adesis.com and see I have 14 books, I have tapes, I have audio tapes, video tapes. There's a lot of material. You can go deeper and deeper and deeper. All this broadcast here is to stimulate a desire to know more. I hope that's what I'm doing here. But it's not it. I call it intellectual striptease. I'm telling you what the potential is. But the real thing is for you to go deeper, to study deeper, so that you can implement it better. And uh, if you really want to become a professional in the subject, rather than be exposed to it as an amateur, we have even a graduate school here and give masters and doctorates in this methodology. So this is the serious stuff. What are we going to, to cover today? I think it will be interesting to cover today decision-making. How to decide. How not to decide. What are the mistakes we make in decision-making? This is critical because all of us are making decisions daily, if not by hour. So most of our life is being spent on deciding. So we better know how to decide well. I found out something very interesting in my travel around the world and in my lecturing. I lecture in 52 countries. I don't know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people have listened to me 
all the top executives in 52 countries. Would you believe that? And, uh, and actually four languages, but the world needs more than four languages. So in quite a few countries, I need translators. Then I realized something very interesting when I listened to what the translators are doing. The different languages use different words on decision. In English, we say decision making. But in Spanish and in what the name French and even in Scandinavian languages, it's not decision making. They call it decision taking. If you translate it literally, tomar decisión in Spanish. And in German, it's decision hitting. You hit the decision. In Turkish, it is decision giving. In Hebrew, it is decision accepting. That made me think, that made me think, what's going on here? They're all right. <laughs> they approach it from a different angle. Though. Let's see what it means. Let's talk first about decision making. Decision-making means you start with not knowing what the hell to do, and when you finish, you know what to do. So you're making. It's like baking. You take flour, you take water, you take salt, you take butter, and you bake the decision. That's why decision-making. What happens with decision-taking, decision-accepting, etc.? We'll get to it later. First of all, let's describe what happens when there is decision making? How do we make a decision? Mm-hmm. Now, I would like you to do, if you have a piece of paper and a pen, that you uh, draw a certain funnel. It's open at the top and goes down and closes. It's never closed totally. Don't close it totally. Leave some space down there for energy to flow through in that funnel at the bottom. That's how we make decisions. We start with not knowing, and we end up with a decision, knowing what to do and what we want to do. How do we make that decision? How do we bake that pie? There are predictable steps. Predictable steps, and they are universal in all decision-making. And we're talking about decision-making about change, not decision making for something that you repeat, because when you repeat, there is no decision making. When you go to the bathroom, you don't even think about it, you just go to the bathroom, because you just repeat it. There is no making, it's already made, you just repeat it. Decision making deals with change. Okay, what are the steps in decision making? Go to the top of the funnel and put the word de-freeze, D-E, F-R-E-E-Z-E, the freeze. What is the freeze? Kurt Levin already used the word unfreeze, so I had to invent a new word and I call it the freeze, because I want to differentiate it from what Kurt Levin was talking about. We have two sides to our brain. As a matter of fact, there are four, but let's start with two, left and right. On the right side of our brain, 
Let's start with the left side first. On the left side of our brain, which is related to the right hand, on the left side of the brain, we are thinking and doing. If you are using my P-A-E-I code, that's where we do the P and A roles. Do, think, and do. Linear thinking and then doing, the mechanistic side. On the right side of the brain, related to the left hand, is where we create and we feel. That's the EI side. In order to change, we have to think and feel on the right side of our brain. But we spend most of our time, waking time well, on the left side of the brain. So if we want to make a decision that deals with change, we have to move from the left side of the brain to the right side of the brain. How do you do that? Well, it is like a train that needs to change rails. It should slow down or it will jump the rails. Same thing with our brain. We have to slow down the left side of the brain so that the energy can move to the right side of the brain. How does it look like? Well, you know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm just explaining something that you already know, you already experienced. When you have to make a decision, especially if it's a major decision about change, getting married, getting divorced, buying a new house, buying a new car, something change. How do you do that? You usually will slow down. You will take a deep breath. If you smoke, you will start a cigarette. If you drink, you will take a drink. If you don't, you will go and sit in the chair, stop the telephone, tell people not to bother you, take a deep breath, and start thinking. It's not strange, you see, Eureka happened in a bathtub. The guy was taking a hot bath, lying there, and all at once he said, Eureka! It did not happen when he was chasing a dog or, or driving a car or driving a horse. Riding a horse. It happened when he relaxed. Said, Eureka. It's not strange that many people get the great ideas in the shower. Why in the shower when they're shaving? Nobody bothers you. You slow down, you take a hot shower, you're shaving, you take a deep breath, and what? It is idea. And by the way, can I give you an advice? You want to be more creative? Start meditating. Because what happens when you meditate? You slow down and great ideas come up. Slow down. What happens to people that do not shower, do not shave, and live close to work? So they don't drive in a car when the ideas come because when you're driving, you're, you're, you're free of interruptions and you can think. What happens if you live close to work and you don't shower and you don't shave? You have insomnia. You can't sleep. You lie in bed. Everybody's asleep. The place is quiet. And what's happening? You're starting to think. You can see the freeze is what we do in order to create. You have to slow down, slow down. By the way, you know, I found out for many people that I talk to, 
This is not scientific research, but just an insight. People decide to get married or to get divorced. You know when? During vacation. Why vacation? They slow down, they have time to think. That's why they make the decision. And people that don't want to get divorced, you know what they do? They start working like crazy, are very busy, so they don't have to slow down and they don't have to think. Next, what are the other steps? After the break, let's take a break. Always talking business? Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. The ADESIS management methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. Adesis Management Methodology is delivered by the Adesis Institute with offices worldwide. Introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the Adesis Institute today. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Adesis Speakers Bureau can present the Adesis methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two, four, or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. By the way, this the freeze happens in all endeavors of life. Why people meet, they say, hi, how are you? Fine, how about you? Fine. And in some cultures, it's even longer. And how is the family? And how are the kids? And how is your health? And how about a cup of coffee? Sit down. And what a drink? What's going on here? Because you're going into a change. You're doing one thing. Then you meet somebody. There is change. You need to have this defreeze step in between. I learned this in Mexico. I used to be very peer-oriented. Come on, get the point. Okay, we come to work. People got annoyed at me. 
They said, you don't do saludos. I said, what is saludos? You know, you're not asking, how are you? Slow down, how are you doing? How is the family? Slow down. What's the matter with you, great God? You may need to work. You need to slow down. Have you ever been to a shop in, 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 in Turkey to buy, a, to buy anything, like a rug? They don't sell. They say, sit down. Would you like a cup of coffee? Uh, I hope you're feeling comfortable. How long have you been in Turkey? Uh, what do you, how, like, how do you like Turkey? What is this chit-chat? Warm up. The freeze. Moving you to the right side of the brain. Is it not strange that infomercials are shown on television late at night? It is not because it's, the time is cheaper. Because you, with insomnia, cannot sleep, lying in bed, totally relaxed. You are a prime candidate to buy something. That's why you're relaxed. You have to relax the people to make a change. It's not so strange. In sexual relationship, when you want to seduce someone, what do we do? Nice, quiet music, candles, a drink. What is going on here? Relax. Now you're ready to make change. That is a freeze step. In a house, you don't walk right into the living room. There is an entry. Even in studios, they will do something around the door to make you feel like you're entering and then going into the main thing. In food, there is an appetizer. These are all the freeze vehicles before you get to the real thing. And now what is the next step? In decision making. You start accumulating information. You accumulate. Let's assume you're lying in bed, four o'clock in the morning, you cannot sleep, you have a problem, what is happening? You're thinking, what happened, when it happened, and then what happened, and then what happened. Looking at pieces of information, that's called accumulate. What's the next step in that funnel? You start relating one piece of information to the other and you're looking for patterns. When it happened, how it happened, why it happened, with whom it happened, you're looking for patterns. What is the next step? It's called incubate. It's like you got, you used all your energy for accumulation and deliberation and now you need to rejuvenate, you need to refill your batteries. It's called incubate. In every language, there's a different expression for that. In English, we say, let me sleep on it. In Mexico, the most beautiful expression is, let me consult the pillow. What is happening? You have to distance yourself. I had a very good lawyer that gave me instructions never to sign a contract that I designed on the same day. Write it, design it, let a night pass. Sleep one night, then look at it again. Absolutely right. What happens during that night? You distance yourself from what you were doing. Now you can see the bigger picture. 
And what is that picture will bring you after incubate? To illuminate. What is illuminate? This is the aha experience. Then when you say aha, you relate the patterns to each other and you see the grand pattern. You understand what the heck is going on. That's called illuminate. And what happens after illuminate? Pardon me, the expression that's called oh shit experience. Say, oh yes. Yes, but 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 I'm not so sure. I don't know. That's when you have your questions, doubts, and disagreements with yourself, by the way. With yourself. That stage is called accommodate. After illuminate comes accommodate. <laughs> you are accommodate. It's like a baby. A baby is born not clean, you have to wash it. Every baby when it's born has to be washed. Also great ideas have to be washed. You have to bring them to reality. You have to look at the reality. You have to accommodate them. Because great ideas can be messy. They're great ideas, but they're not enough reality-oriented. And what's the next stage after accommodation? It's put up or shut up. What is it? Finalize. Finalize. Done. I had a great idea. I accommodated, and now I have a finalization. It depends what the decision is. If it's to diagnose the problem, the finalization will be, aha, that is a problem, I finalize. This is the problem. If it's a solution, this is a solution. It's a plan of action, this is a plan of action. So the different finalizations depending on the type of a decision you're taking, which we'll cover next session. Now let's talk about different languages. This was decision making. Where does decision taking happen? When you finalize. And where does decision accepting happen? Aha, that we don't have in our final yet. So let me give you a story or an analogy to see what the next step is. The example I'm going to use now, I usually get into trouble. I don't know why. I don't know why I get in trouble. I really don't know. But women that listen to my lectures get very upset with my example. And I just come there, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't know why. Maybe somebody will explain it to me. The example I use is how women buy shoes. Why women have a problem with buying shoes and why they get annoyed for me describing it it is something I cannot explain, but I would like to understand if somebody will explain it to me. Okay, here it is. A woman goes to buy shoes. But by the way, you can do the same thing with a car. I like it with the shoes because it's such a classical example. The freeze. There is an expression. People that have nothing to do go shopping. So they are relaxed, ready to buy shoes. Let's assume it's not something that they need to, but you know, nice to buy. I'm sorry, I have to take this phone call, but uh, I'm sorry, but I'm on a telephone broadcast. Who is calling this? No way, I'll call her later. So, here we are. So, she's defreezed, ready to buy. And that's what people do on an airplane. That's why they have a catalog. You're relaxed, time to buy something. 
Now she starts accumulating information. How? Window shopping. You look at catalogs, you look at windows, you go from one store to the other. You're accumulating information. Deliberation. Well, I like these shoes, but I like the design. But I like the color of the other shoes. But I like the price of the third shoes. What's happening? You're looking at patterns. What is important? Price, color, design, functionality, what? Illumination. You tell to the salesman, salesperson, bring me that pair of shoes. You try them on. Now you say, bring me the second pair of shoes. You try them on. Bring me the third pair of shoes. You want to try them on. What should a good salesman do when you ask for the third pair of shoes? Whenever I ask this my audience, I get all kinds of answers. Many of them are wrong. Oh, bring the third part. That's what she wants. You're a good salesman. Bring the third one. Absolutely not. You bring the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. The whole story is in front of her and she cannot decide. Too much information. Like some people cannot buy a computer. Too many choices. Too much information. Or some beautiful ladies never get married. Too many choices. Cannot make a choice. Cannot finalize. What a good salesman should do is say, which of the two pairs would you like me to take back? <laughs> so that she always has in front of her only two pairs. Easier to choose. So she illuminates. Ah, I like this pair of shoes. Now watch it. A good salesman should start selling now. Why? Because the next step is going to be accommodation. That's the step when she has doubts. I like it, but maybe I should wait. Maybe I should try one more store. Maybe this is not perfect. You know, that, this is the stage of doubts. That's what you salesman should start selling. Say, These are beautiful on your feet. The price is good. By the way, we are going into this is the last pair we have. Whatever the hell. Now you sell because she's in doubt. Let's assume she bought the shoes. Paid in cash. There's a big sign on the wall that says no returns. What does she do when she goes home? She put the shoes on her feet and asks her husband, how do you like them? Now the stupid husband is going to say, how much did you pay? Why did you buy those? You already have enough shoes. Why do you need another pair of shoes? Now she gets upset. Why she gets upset? She is not really asking me what he thinks. <laughs> what is she asking? What is she asking? Reinforcement. Tell me I made a good decision. Tell me I bought the right shoes. Tell me you like it. This is called reinforcement. That's why it's not strange that when you buy a very expensive car, you will get in the mail a letter from the car manufacturer telling you you're a proud owner of the car you bought, the best car. What the hell? I already bought the car. I already paid for it. They're reinforcing you because you need reinforcement. Otherwise, you might go to the neighbor, ask what he thinks, and they might tell you that you bought the wrong car with too much money you paid for it and you'll feel bad. This way, they satisfy your need 
For reinforcements, you don't need to go to ask other people what they think. So, decision-making is going through all the steps, from the freeze to reinforcement. Decision-taking is when you finalize. And what decision-accepting? When you reinforce and you accept the decision and you feel comfortable with the decision you have taken. I wish it would work so easy. It does not. Different people advance at different speeds and skip steps in decision-making. How that happens and what to do about it after the break. Come back, please. Thank you. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. You know, I talked about PAI, the code, and then in one of the sessions before, I talked about management, mismanagement styles, how different people execute the different roles which impacts their managerial style. And if somebody is only P-oriented, is a lone ranger, he gets the job done, 
He's there to satisfy client needs, but he's not an administrator, he's not organized, he's not creative, he doesn't take, make change, he's not people-oriented, he's just a doer, you know, a lone ranger, just a doer. Somebody who's only A, he is risk-averse, everything has to be organized, everything has to be under control. He's how-oriented, detail-oriented, efficiency-oriented, rather than effectiveness-oriented. And an exclusive E, dealing with the future, with change, is more ideas-oriented. This is a person that has more ideas than you can execute. I call them arsonists. They're full with ideas, but they cannot execute much, and they're not very organized. And the last one is only I-oriented. Super follower is always people-oriented. He wants to harmony, he wants agreement. So he asks the people, where would you like to go? Let me lead you there. And it might be the wrong direction to go, but he is listening to the people and he wants the people to be happy. So maybe they're going bankrupt, but happy. How, de how people decide in this decision-making process depending on the style of the person. Who accumulates information? Then when he deliberates information, it doesn't go forward towards illumination. Just opposite, it goes back. And it says, aha, now I understand it. We need more information. Then you give them more information, then they need more information and more information. So they're in a loop, accumulate, deliberate, back to accumulate, back to deliberate, back to accumulate, back to deliberate. They get stuck up there. They don't illuminate. They're still accumulating information. In a meeting managed by this kind of a manager, the end of the meeting is very similar to the beginning of the meeting. Nothing much happened. We just need more information and more information and more information information. Which style is that? The A out of PAI. The A the exclusive administrator, the bureaucrat. And who on the slightest accumulation illuminates, says, ah, I, I, I have an idea. I know what we should do. I know what to do. I know what the problem is. Wait a moment. We didn't even finish. But he already has an idea. Who is that? The entrepreneurial type, the E-type. By the way, he can get stuck also. When you accommodate him or her, or you said, yes, but it's not a good idea. Let me tell you why. He says, I have another idea. So it falls into the loop of illuminate, accommodate, back to illuminate. In a meeting managed by an E, the end of the meeting you might have many ideas, but no decision. Nobody knows what the decision is. We just have a lot of ideas. E's, entrepreneurial type, want to have it, eat it, rent it, give it, lease it, and keep it. The same cake. They want everything at the same time, yesterday. The last one will be the I. He accommodates. Come on, guys. You might have a point. Want you to look at it. How about that? How about this? How, you know, let, let's communicate better. Let's understand each other together. This is a type, if the manager is an I, if there is no agreement, he will appoint his committee to study the subject further until there is an agreement, until the political waves go in your direction, Interesting, you know, the American Indians, I forgot which tribe was it, in a book, The Seven Arrows, it described that then when a kid, a teenager will become adult, 
and join the tribe, they will give them a new name, and the name will reflect their style. The name could be an eagle, or it can be a buffalo, or it can be a field rat, or it can be a fish. Now look at the behavior of these four animals. Eagle, up in the sky, majestic, sees very far, but the feet are not on the ground. Who is that? The E, the entrepreneurial type. Who is a buffalo? Does not change direction easily, but if it moves, it's a stampede, and you better get out of the way, because they don't change direction. That's A. And who is a field rat? Constantly working, constantly working, constantly accumulating, constantly working, but doesn't see very far, very close to the nose. All they see is as far as their whiskers. The P. And who is a fish? As the stream changes, they change. They go with the stream. Okay, who is the leader? Whoever is at the beginning of the, of the, of the crowd. They go with the stream. They follow the stream. That's your eye. And when they make a decision, what happens as a team? Collaboration, let's say. Here is what happens. First of all, there is no difference. There is no discipline. The meeting is called for 3 o'clock. Only the suckers show up at 3 o'clock. Different people come at different points in time. And by the way, you can tell what the hierarchy is by how they arrive. The latest one that arrives is usually the president or the head of the unit. Why? Because that's what the title allows him. His role allows him. If somebody of a lower rank comes after him or her, they get annoyed. Why? Are you more important than I am? So you can take the whole hierarchy and identify it through who arrives when. And because we did not come on time, the meeting starts late, and now there is a time pressure. Come on, let's get going. We are, we are, instead of the freezing, what are we doing? Freezing! So not strange that bad decisions are being made. And then the meeting is supposed to end up, let's say, at 5 o'clock. But if we continue, 10 more minutes, we'll finish. Uh, we are almost close. Come on. You know what's happening? Time pressure. And now what's happening? Instead of reinforcing, what's happening? We're starting to accumulate all over again, deliberate all over again, or accommodate all over again. I'm telling you now, for my analysis, bad decisions are usually done in the 10 minutes of an extension of the time of a decision. Whenever we extend the time of a decision, that's where we're going to make a mistake. Because we're going to make a mistake and the time pressure of judgment goes down. And also there is no difference and there is no reinforcement. And what happens in between? The people spread the same themselves along the funnel depending on the style. For instance, the A says, it appears to me under certain circumstances that the problem is, he did not even finish the sentence. They says, guys, I have an idea. I think here's what the problem is. They says, but that's not the problem. Let me tell you why. They says, I have another idea. <laughs> In the meantime, the P is getting mad. 
Come on, guys, let's get going and finish it. I don't understand why are we wasting time. The problem is, and that's it. Should first ask questions later. And the eye says, oh, guys, come on, why don't we listen to each other? Why don't we communicate? Why are we so angry with what's happening? One is accumulating, deliberating. The other one is illuminating. The third one is finalizing. And the fourth one is accommodating. They are all over the place, like Napoleon and his army between Moscow and Paris, spread all over the place and easy to attack and destroy. They are not communicating. And then when the time is over, depending who the chairman is, I'll tell you what the decision is going to be. If it's an A, the end is going to be very similar to the beginning. We have a lot of data, but no real decision. If it's an E, we have many decisions, a lot of pressure, but we really don't know what sequence to do them or what's more important than what. If it's a P, it's going to say, enough guys, let me do it and I will let you know. Bingo. It takes it over and done with. If it's an I, it will appoint a subcommittee to study the issue further. He's waiting to see what the political climate is all about. It does not work. It's a mess. That's why they say that the camel is the horse designed by committee. Nobody is happy. Nobody agrees with the decision of the committee, but there was a time pressure, so finally we made the decision. It's not collaborative decision-making. It's destructive conflict decision-making. What is the rule? What do we need to do? First of all, to realize we need each other. The A will get stuck. The E will jump too far forward. To jump too forward. The P will not even listen. Will decide shooting from the hip. Should first ask questions later. None of them can do it alone well. But together we can succeed. How? By having a discipline. Discipline decision making. What does it mean? Let me tell you after the break. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network dr ishak adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world he has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. How should it be done? There must be discipline. See, there is no participative sport without discipline, without rules. Anything that involves more than one person requires rules. The rules of how to play cards, how to play poker. If somebody breaks the rules, what's going to happen? You don't want to play with them again. They're cheating. There are rules in how to play soccer, how to play football, how to do... There are even rules in war. What to do in war, what is allowed, what is not allowed. And if you do something like which is not allowed, you can be sued for, I don't know, for violation of human rights or something. There are rules in everything. One of the problems that we are having now in the 21st century is that the terrorists have different rules than we have in our military engagements. And we don't know their rules. They have their own rules, which are different from our rules. That's why we call them terrorists. But all activities that involve multiple people, more than one person, have rules of engagement. Look at the little kids when they play. When do they start fighting? When somebody broke the rules and they invent a new game, what is the first thing they do? Declare what the rules are. We need to know what are the rules so we can play together. Why we have a mess in committee meetings is because everyone has his own rules. The A wants to accumulate and deliberate, the E wants to illuminate, the P wants to finalize. It will be like one guy wants to play tennis, the other wants to go scuba diving, the third one wants to go hiking, and the fourth one wants to go horseback riding. Now let's play together. How the hell are we going to play together? We have to decide what game are we playing and what are the rules of the game so that we can play together. What are the rules? If you only listen to this, you will get 50% benefits in decision-making already. When you look at the problem, decide, can you solve it alone? 
Do you have all the information, knowledge necessary? Do you have the authority to decide by yourself? And do you have the power to enforce it? So there is going to be no resistance. People are going to do whatever you tell them. That's called in my book, Copy, which I covered in another session. I won't get into it right now. If you have copy as an individual, you don't need the meeting. If you call a meeting, it's to inform them of your decision. Whoever does not like it, tell them to buy a ticket to Latin America. But if you don't have copy, you don't have the authority, or you don't have the power, or you don't have the influence, a subject we covered in sessions number two and three of this program. You have a pre-problem, pre-pre-problem. You have to call a meeting. And now, what you need to create is collaborative problem solving. Collaborative team problem solving. How? First rule. Discipline. We must start on time. It's like cooking a gourmet dish. Just imagine you're cooking just before you serve it. Five minutes before you serve it, a new raw potato appears and jumps into your dish. It will ruin your dish, right? Because it had to be cooked with everybody else at the right time. That's why I hate those people. They don't come to a meeting. They show up at the end of the meeting and say, what's going on? No, I don't agree with it. I think you're in the wrong... What, where have you been for goodness sake all this time? They ruined the whole process. We all have to be together on time. If you cannot come, send a replacement that knows what you know. But he has to be there on time. And if you miss more than 30% of the sessions, you are replaced by your replacement permanently. Don't come anymore. Thank you very much. Because you are out of the loop. We start on time. Anybody that's late, the first 15 minutes, you can be late 15 minutes. They have to do push-ups or pay X amount of money per minute. It goes to, 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 to poor people, to children, whatever. Philanthropy. Next rule. Meeting must end on time. Yeah, but we are in the middle of a discussion. Ten more minutes. No. End on time. Like playing any sports. There is a whistle. The game is over. But I'm ready to score. It's over. We'll meet next time. Because the moment you continue the meeting and you prolong the meeting, P goes up, I goes down. And when I goes down, he goes down. We are going to make a mistake. That's when the voices go up, and that's when the fighting starts. That's when the discomfort occurs, and you can destroy the company. In those 10 minutes of an extended meeting. No way. Rome was not built in one day. We will meet again. Do not continue. Have start of time, end of time. Like a religion. Next. Have the freeze. Go around. How do you feel about the meeting that we are going to have? So that people bring their mind to where their body is. Because very often people come to the meeting, their body is there, but their mind is still from where they're coming. For decision making, I don't want just your body. I want your mind. So by asking how do you feel, and they have to answer honestly, they have to focus on where they are and bring their mind to where the body is. Next. Do not allow more than one person to talk at a time. When they start jumping into each other's words and interrupting each other, mutual trust respect is going down. You're going to make a big mistake. So the rule is, 
When I talk, nobody interrupts. Whoever interrupts pays a penalty, which goes to philanthropy. And I talk as long as I want. At the beginning, I will talk long. Over time, I start talking less and less and less because I build confidence in the people. And those people should be now on the team. Third rule. Whoever talks, is not allowed to interrupt, talks as long as he wants, as long as he needs to, sue, to say it. Some people talk long, you know why? They're testing the water to see if they're going to be listened to. So let them get freed of that fear. Because if they have the fear and you interrupt them, <laughs> the more you interrupt them, the longer they're going to talk. You know that? Don't interrupt them. Let them finish. Yeah, but if, if you're upset, take a piece of paper, write on a piece of paper. I will kill him tomorrow. That's all bullshit. I disagree with him. Write it, but shut up. Let them finish. Let them finish. We're passing the right to speak from one to the other by calling each other by first name. That increases in intimacy. That increases closeness. It enables teamwork better. And there is an integrator, a trained integrator. It takes us six and a half days to train people how to do this. Who manages the meeting. That integrator should be somebody who has nothing at stake about the decision to be taken. Why? Because if they have an opinion or an interest in the subject, while others are talking, they're thinking what they want to say. And because they're thinking what they want to say, they don't hear what the other person is saying. In order for you to listen to others, you have to calm your mind. You have to be free in your head. Now you can hear other people. So you put an integrator, somebody who has nothing at stake about the subject, intellectually or interest-wise. Now you can hear what people are saying. And that integrator, which takes six and a half days to train, gives the right to speak, and he follows a certain map, decision-making map. Okay? About which we are going to cover in the next session. What are the steps to take so you start with diagnosis and end with a solution that works and you're happy with? I wish you well. I hope you're enjoying this program and I hope that you are getting maximum out of it or at least something out of it so you can come back and learn more. Goodbye from sunny California. Beautiful flowers, beautiful sun in the middle of March. That's when I'm recording this. Wish you all the best. Goodbye. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 